Welcome to the Golden Age of Comic Books. Hey, Golden Age fans, it's June 15th, 2009, and this is the 61st installment of the Golden Age of Comic Books. This is Bill Jordan, your host. Glad you're here. Well, it's been a while since I've done a Golden Age of Comic Books podcast, but I thought because there are so many anniversaries going on this summer relative to the Golden Age of Comic Books that I would jump in here and do another podcast for everybody. Of course, if you've been over at the blog at goldenagecomics.org, you've seen that I've done quite a number of posts about the 70th anniversary of my favorite Golden Age character, the Batman. Now, I'm not going to spend any time on this episode talking about the particulars of Batman's 70th anniversary, but go over to the blog at goldenagecomics.org, and you'll find a number of posts there detailing many different aspects of that character's uh, time during the Golden Age of Comic Books. And in particular, I did a post detailing the very first year of Batman's appearances in the pages of Detective Comics leading up to his first solo magazine, Batman, that came out in the spring of 1940. I think you'll find that blog particularly enjoyable if you're interested in the history of the first year of the Batman and celebrating his 70th anniversary. But there's another 70th anniversary in the Golden Age of Comic Books that I want to focus on today on this episode of the Golden Age of Comic Books podcast that I haven't addressed at all over on the blog And that is the 70th anniversary of the creation of Marvel Comics. Of course, I've spent a lot of time talking about DC Comics in the past and Marvel characters as well. But, uh, of course, this uh, fall will be the 70th anniversary of the creation of Marvel Comics and all of the great characters that came out with that company, as it was known back then, uh, Timely during the Golden Age of Comic Books. So, what I want to do today is talk about the history of of Marvel Comics during the Golden Age of comic books. I'm not going to get into the history of Marvel after it started reviving its superheroes, of course, with the Fantastic Four in 1961 and moving forward from there. I'm going to focus primarily on the Golden Age of comic books and Marvel Comics, the history of that company, some of the things they've done uh, since that time, some reprints that are available, so on and so forth. So without further ado, let's focus on the Golden Age Marvel Comics and their 70th anniversary. Now, if you're a fan of the Golden Age of comic books or Marvel Comics at all, you'll know, of course, that the very first issue of Marvel Comics was Marvel Comics. Uh, Marvel published, or timely, I should say, published Marvel Comics number one in the uh, October-November 1939 time frame, and that book was called Marvel Comics number one. If you've seen the cover of that, which I'm sure most of you have, it figures the Human Torch prominently on the cover and uh, has stories of the origin and first appearance of the Human Torch inside the origin and first appearance of the Submariner and other popular Marvel characters of the day, including one who appeared on many of the early covers, that being the Angel. Now, Marvel Comics started out uh, with the title, as I mentioned, Marvel Comics, but right, al- right away with the second issue, they changed the title. I, n- I don't know why they did this. Uh, I've talked about this in previous episodes when I've covered some of these characters. But they changed the name with the second issue to Marvel Mystery Comics. That was the December 1939 issue, number two. And it remained with that title until the end of the run of Marvel Mystery Comics in 1949. Now, keep in mind that when Marvel Comics number 1 was published, 
in the fall of 1939. The Golden Age of comic books was only a little over a year old. Of course, uh, the Golden Age began with Action Comics number 1 in 1938 with the introduction of Superman in the spring of that year. And Marvel jumped on the bandwagon about a year and a little more later and published Marvel Comics number 1. There are two primary superheroes uh, that took off in popularity after the publication of this of this issue, that being the Human Torch and the Submariner, continued on for many years and, of course, continue even to today in the uh, modern age of comics. Uh, slight variations of these characters, of course, the Human Torch is a, a much different character. But uh, they they began in 1939 with the publication of Marvel Comics number one. Now the covers of Marvel Comics and then Marvel Mystery Comics are really great. I mentioned the cover to Marvel Comics uh, number one with the Human Torch, a classic cover. Interestingly, um, many years ago, uh, when the collector's market was still more or less in its infancy in terms of prices, Marvel Comics number one was considered the most sought after and most expensive. Golden Age collectible that you could get. Uh, Marvel Comics number one had a price guide value back in the 70s and into the early 80s that was actually higher than Action Comics number one or Detective Comics number 27, the first appearance of the Batman. That changed later, and Action One and Detective 27 uh, are now more valuable, at least in the price guide, than uh, Marvel Comics number one. But for a long time, Marvel Comics number one was considered the most valuable Golden Age comic book. Of course, I would attribute this to the collector mores of the time back in the 70s and early 80s, and also the fact that two of the main characters were introduced in that particular comic book. But uh, Marvel Comics, uh, as I mentioned, changed its name to Marvel Mystery Comics with number two. The cover of Marvel Mystery Comics does not feature the Submariner or the Human Torch. It features the Angel, who again was one of the popular, probably most popular, characters in the very early issues of Marvel Mystery Comics. He also appeared on the cover of issue number three. With issue number three, the logo of Marvel Mystery Comics changed to be more consistent with the pulp uh, that was called Marvel Mystery Comics or Marvel Comics, and uh, that particular logo on the cover remained all the way through the end of the run of this particular title. Uh, finally, with issue number four, the Submariner got his first cover appearance. Uh, we didn't see the Human Torch again until issue number five. And then uh, after issue number five, we began seeing the Human Torch primarily on almost all of the covers of Marvel Mystery Comics and the Submariner on uh, several of them. The Angel continued to appear on some of the covers uh, of the early issues. But ultimately, I think it's fair to say that the Human Torch was probably the superhero most prominently figured on the cover of Marvel Mystery Comics for the majority of its run. Now, of course, I've talked about a lot of these things before on previous episodes of the Golden Age of Comic Books podcast, but with issue number nine, which is considered a rare issue, hard-to-find issue, uh, we begin the classic Submariner Human Torch battle, which spilled over into issue number 10 and then uh, concluded in issue number 11. Uh, the, the title continued with pretty typical Golden Age Marvel stories throughout its run. Some of the covers, as I mentioned earlier, are just really great. Uh, if you don't have access to uh, the Gerber Photo Journal of comic books, which uh, is one of my favorite Golden Age comic book resources, and one of my favorite comic book resources generally, you can go to the Grand Comic Book Database Project at comics.org. They have all the covers there for you to look at. 
that website uh, has gotten a little bit better, I think, in terms of its speed and reliability. Uh, but sometimes it does bog down a little bit. But it's nice to be able, in the page of the Gerber Photo Journal, to uh, peruse the Marvel comics that they have photographed there. And uh, I just love these covers. Uh, some of my favorites from the golden age of comic books. So check those out, and I think you'll really like them. Uh, really great uh, Human Torch and Submariner covers on these issues. Now, as I mentioned, Marvel Mystery Comics continued to be published all the way through June of 1949. The last issue of Marvel Mystery Comics was issue number 92. Um, interestingly, Captain America, that we'll talk about in a few minutes, did not appear in the pages of Marvel Mystery Comics despite being one of the most popular timely-slash-Marvel superheroes of the day. He did not make an appearance uh, until issue number 80 in the pages of Marvel Mystery Comics. And Captain America only had one cover appearance on the, pay on the covers of Marvel Mystery Comics, and that was on the cover of issue number 84, where he appeared with the blonde Phantom, the Human Torch, and the Submariner. Uh, not a great cover, uh, as some of the other covers go for Marvel Mystery Comics, but it is notable that that was Captain America's only cover appearance on the pages, or on the covers, I should say, of Marvel Mystery Comics. With the following issue, number 85, the format slightly changed, and uh, you now have word balloons on the covers of Marvel Mystery Comics, where you didn't have any of those before. And then finally, with the last issue, issue number 92, which is considered a fairly rare issue, you had a complete retelling of the origin of the Human Torch, which is a different origin than the origin originally told in Marvel Comics number 1 ten years earlier. I've talked about that in some detail in the Human Torch episode of the Golden Age of Comic Books, so I won't uh, retell it now. But uh, if you're interested in that deviation, go back and listen to that episode of the podcast. But um, I think... Uh, Marvel Comics enjoyed a very, very good run and had some great stories, many of which Marvel has reprinted now. Uh, of course, with their Masterworks series, they have reprinted a number of Marvel Mystery Comics issues. They have reprinted a number of other issues that I'll talk about shortly. There was one other issue of Marvel Mystery Comics that I haven't mentioned, and that was a 128-page book that was published in 1943 or 1944, and contains reprints from some of the other issues of Marvel Mystery Comics and Captain America Comics. And uh, it is a very collectible book, uh, not any as far as I know that are in high grade, but uh, that was one other issue of Marvel Mystery Comics that was published during the Golden Age of Comic Books. There are some other notable things that occurred in the pages of Marvel Mystery Comics, some other superheroes that Marvel has featured in modern times who had their first appearances in the pages of Marvel Mystery Comics. Also, there were some really great World War II covers. I think uh, most people, when they think of the early Golden Age Marvel Mystery covers, they think about the World War II aspects of those covers, uh, the caricatures of Hitler and, and Hirohito and Mussolini, um, the Human Torch and the Submariner and others uh, attacking the enemies of uh, the United States and its allies. So I think you'll find uh, a lot of World War II history in looking at the covers of Marvel Mystery Comics. Another interesting feature on some of the covers of Marvel Mystery Comics, some of the early covers, is they advertised the books that came out featuring uh, the solo stories, or the solo books, I should say, of the Human Torch and the Submariner. 
Uh, very interesting way to advertise those new issues. If you look at the cover of Marvel Mystery Comics number 17, for instance, you'll see an ad for the Human Torch comic. Uh, you'll also see an ad uh, for other issues of the Human Torch comics, and you'll see an ad for an issue of the uh, Submariner comics. So uh, Marvel was doing all they could to promote the various titles. They knew who their popular heroes were, the Human Torch and the Submariner, because they gave them their solo titles uh, fairly early on in the golden age of comic books. But back to uh, some of the characters who first appeared in the pages of Marvel Mystery Comics. Of course, I mentioned the Human Torch and the Submariner. You had the Angel, you had uh, Electro, you had the Vision, you had uh, Kazar, or Kazar, depending on how you pronounce the name. Uh, You had... um, Namora, who first appeared in the pages of Marvel Mystery Comics number 82. Of course, she was a female uh, version of the Submariner. Uh, you had many others, including uh, Miss America, whose origin was told in issue number 49. You had the Blonde Phantom. You had Golden Girl. And many others, including uh, Sun Girl, who appeared in the pages of Marvel Mystery Comics. So, a whole host of superheroes other than the Human Torch and the Submariner, who most people think of when they think about Marvel Mystery Comics, uh, appeared in the pages of those particular issues. Now, I mentioned that Marvel Mystery Comics ceased publication with issue number 92 in June of 1949. That was the end of that particular title. However, with the same numbering, Marvel came out with, or Atlas at that time, came out with Marvel Tales that took up the numbering of Marvel Mystery Comics. Issue number 93 was August 1949 issue, so there was a one-month gap there uh, between the last issue of Marvel Mystery and the first issue of Marvel Tales. Marvel Tales continued until issue number 159. That was the August 1957 issue, so about a year into the Silver Age of comic books. It was a horror, weird tales type uh, title. Of course, uh, the superheroes rapidly lost popularity after the end of World War II in 1945. They hung around for a while, but at the end of the 40s, the superheroes just simply uh, weren't as popular. And so Marvel jumped on the bandwagon with so many other publishers and shifted gears and started publishing other genres. They had Western, of course. They had the horror, and they had the weird stories, and so on and so forth. And Marvel Tales was their effort at horror and the weird-type stories uh, that uh, they published along with all of the other publishers that were ultimately regulated out of existence, if you will, uh, by the Comics Code Authority and the effort there that I have covered many times, both on the blog and on the Golden Age of Comic Books podcast. Now, Marvel Mystery Comics wasn't the only title published by Marvel and Timely. During the golden age of comic books, it was not a, uh, a one comic book company. In celebrating its 70th anniversary, we need to look at some of the other titles that Marvel published during the golden age of comic books. I've mentioned uh, already that they were promoting on the covers of Marvel Mystery Comics the Human Torch's own magazine and the Submariner's own magazine. The Human Torch got his own title in the fall of 1940. It ran all the way until March of 1949. Submariner got his own title in the spring of 1941, and it ran all the way until July of 1949. Now, I've mentioned this before, but in 1954, Marvel decided to attempt to revive some of their superheroes in their own titles, and they did that with 
Submariner and Human Torch. And so for a brief period of time in 1954, both the Human Torch and the Submariner's magazines were revived just for a few issues. That revival was not ultimately successful, and the Human Torch and the Submariner magazines were no longer published after 1954. Now, in addition to the Human Torch and the Submariner, there was another, what I would consider to be flagship title, published by Timely Marvel in the Golden Age of Comic Books, and that is, of course, Captain America. Captain America Comics, as the title was officially called, began its run in March of 1941 and ran all the way until issue number 75. That was the February 1950 issue, which was, interestingly, during this period of time, the last issue of a superhero title that Marvel published in the Golden Age of Comic Books, other than the revival issues that I mentioned a few minutes ago. Captain America, of course, was one of the most popular of the Marvel characters, only uh, briefly appearing in the pages of Marvel Mystery Comics. As I mentioned, his only cover appearance there uh, occurred on issue number 84, and uh, he began his appearances in that magazine with issue number 80. But uh, mostly he appeared in his own magazine along with his sidekick, Bucky, who both first appeared in the pages of Captain America Comics number one, in March of 1941. The title was briefly changed to Captain America's Weird Tales with issues 74 and 75, and uh, as was the case with The Human Torch and the Submariner in 1954 with issues 76 through 78, Marvel attempted to revive these characters uh, for a brief period of time. They had those three issues published. The revival in 1954 was not successful, And so issue number 78 was the last issue of Captain America Comics that was published by, of course, by Atlas at that time. Now, in addition to Captain America having his own title, uh, he also appeared in the pages of All Winners Comics and had some appearances in the pages of Young Allies. These were the other, what I would consider to be two major titles published by Marvel during its Golden Age run. All Winners Comics uh, appeared first on the newsstands in the summer of 1941 and continued in publication until the winter 1946-1947 issue. That featured stories of Captain America, the Human Torch, the Submariner, uh, etc. in separate stories, very similar to the World's Finest magazine published by DC Comics. There were a couple of issues where the All Winners Squad was formed, starting with issue number 19 of All Winners Comics. That was uh, a brief uh, uh, episode, but uh, they did team up in those, and I've covered those in my Team Up uh, podcast a long time ago in the Golden Age of Comic Books. But also, The Young Allies was another major title, and that was a book that featured the sidekicks, if you will, the younger of the superheroes, Bucky and Toro and others who were... Uh, the uh, the sidekicks of Captain America and uh, the Human Torch, so on and so forth. And they appeared in their own title called Young Allies. It began publish- publication in the summer of 1941, and it uh, ceased publication with issue number 20. That was the October 1946 issue. Interestingly, the very first time that the Human Torch and Captain America met in the Golden Age of Comics was in the pages of Young Allies, number one, And, uh, of course, they had uh, some team-ups in the Golden Age of Comic Books thereafter. Now, in addition to Marvel Mystery Comics, Captain America Comics, Human Torch Comics, Submariner Comics, All Winners Comics, and Young Allies Comics, 
there were some other titles that I would consider to be subsidiary titles published by Marvel and Timely during the Golden Age of Comic Books. They published USA Comics. They published Daring Mystery Comics. They published all select comics that featured uh, later on the Blonde Phantom, and she had her own title as well. And these were all a very typical superhero fair for the Golden Age of Comic Books, published by Marvel during that period of time. Unfortunately, as I mentioned earlier, all of these titles fell prey to the decline of the popularity of the superheroes uh, with the late 1940s, and all, of course, ceased publication at about the same time in the late 40s uh, that the other titles had ceased publication. So after uh, the February 1950 issue of Captain America Comics, and with the exception of the revival attempts in 1954, Marvel's Golden Age superheroes pretty well fell off the map at the end of the 1940s into the very early months of the 1950s, and we didn't see them again other than the 1954 revival efforts until they were uh, brought back uh, starting uh, in the 1960s. Marvel, of course, first published Fantastic Four, and then uh, from there we had many other characters that were published, and ultimately the revival of at least a Submariner as the Golden Age character being revived in the Silver Age, and Captain America, who, of course, was revived in the pages of Avengers number 4 in the Silver Age. Uh, Those were the only two um, early-on Golden Age superheroes that were revived in the Silver Age by Marvel. And, of course, the rest is history. Now, Marvel has done an excellent job reprinting some of these Golden Age stories in recent years. For instance, Marvel has now done four volumes of Marvel Mystery Comics reprints, so the first 16 issues of that title have been reprinted in their Masterworks, Golden Age Masterworks series. There have been three volumes of all Winners Comics reprints, so that's 14 issues of that title. There have been three volumes of Captain America Comics reprinted, so 12 issues of Captain America Comics have been reprinted. There have been a couple of Human Torch Golden Age uh, reprints, a couple of Submariner Human Torch reprints, and I say a couple, I mean two volumes of each of those, so you would find uh, four issues in each volume. They have also reprinted uh, one volume of Daring Mystery Comics and one volume of USA Comics. I don't know what their plans are for the other Golden Age material that has not been reprinted. I'd love to see them do a Young Allies reprint if they haven't already done so. If they have, I missed it, and uh, I'd love to see it. But I don't think they've reprinted any of the Young Allies stories at this point. Interestingly, Marvel has also reprinted all of their revival stories from 1954. They have done a three-volume set of Marvel Masterworks Atlas-era heroes reprints where all of the revival stories have been reprinted. They've also been working on reprinting uh, a lot of the horror and weird stories from Strange Tales, Journey into Mystery, and Tales of Suspense. As far as I know, though, they have not done a Marvel Tales set of uh, Atlas-era reprints, and I'd like to see that as well. For a complete rundown of all of the uh, Marvel reprints of their Golden Age and other material, of course, you can go over to the Collected Comics Library podcast and Collected Comics Library website at CollectedComicsLibrary.com. Chris Marshall has done an excellent job over the years detailing each and every collected edition that's out there, and you'll find a complete list of everything over there in case I missed one of the reprints or two of the reprints that have already been done by Marvel that perhaps I overlooked. 
Now, one of my favorite things that Marvel has done here in recent months is they have done some single-issue magazines of Marvel Mystery Comics, Human Torch Comics, Submariner Comics, Captain America Comics, Miss America Comics, and others. I believe they're going to do a Young Allies as well. These are single-issue commemorative 70th anniversary comics that uh, Marvel has done. Uh, They're really cool. They have the original uh, logo on them from the golden age of comic books. And uh, what they have is some some new stories that are done by the uh, current artists and writers. And then they have reprints of some of the Golden Age stories. So it's really cool. Uh, you can read some, some new takes on the Golden Age stories. And then you can read some of the original Golden Age stories as well. So, for instance, in the Marvel Mystery Comics volume, which is Marvel Mystery Comics issue number one, it's actually called... Marvel Mystery Comics 70th Anniversary Special, number one. You'll find in there uh, a reprint of the Human Torch from uh, Marvel Mystery Comics number four, uh, published in February of 1940. You'll also find a Golden Age story of The Ferret by Stockbridge Winslow and Erwin Hassan. It was first published in Marvel Mystery Comics number five, in March of 1940. So like I said, in addition to those Golden Age um, stories, you'll find the new stories as well. In the Human Torch issue, which is called Human Torch Comics 70th Anniversary Special, number one, you will find from the Golden Age, uh, Introducing Toro, the Flaming Torch Kid by Carl Burgos. It was first printed in Human Torch Comics number two, which was, of course, the first issue of that title. It had originally been called Red Raven with issue number one, and then issue number two was the first issue of Human Torch Comics. That was in the fall of 1940. In the Submariner volume, which is Submariner Comics 70th Anniversary Special number one, you'll find the very first Submariner story by Bill Everett that was originally published in Marvel Comics number one in October of 1939. In the Captain America issue, the Captain America comic 70th anniversary special number one, you will find Death Loads to Bases by Simon and Kirby that was first printed in Captain America comics number seven. That was the October 1941 issue. And last but not least, so far they published one other issue. That's the Miss America comics number one. It's Miss America comics 70th anniversary special number one. You'll find... Uh, The story about the Whizzer, another of the Marvel superheroes from the Golden Age, from All Winners Comics number 9. Another Whizzer story, The Terror of the Triple Destruction, from All Winners Comics number 10, from the fall of 1943. And you will find Let's Play Detective, The Mystery of the Ghost Killer, from All Winners Comics number 11. That was winter 43-44. So some really cool uh, Golden Age reprints that you might not otherwise have access to in the 70th anniversary specials. Um, These books have a cover price of $3.99 U.S. and are certainly worth the four bucks that you've got to lay down to uh, pick up these issues just for the new content that you'll find there and for the Golden Age reprints that you'll find there. Of course, these are probably available uh, uh, through uh, online uh, sources at a little bit of a discount. So, If you're interested in reading some of these Golden Age reprints and you don't want to uh, put down the uh, 50 bucks it might cost to get a Masterworks book or uh, one of the other 
reprint books that are out there. You can always pick up these individual issues of 70th anniversary special issues and read some of these classic Golden Age stories. So, happy 70th anniversary to Marvel Comics. Uh, It got its start way back in 1939, 70 years ago with the October November 1939 issue of Marvel Comics number one, The Birth of the Human Torch and the Submariner. Captain America followed in 1941, and the rest, as they say, is history, and a publishing empire was born. Just think about how the Marvel Comics group has changed over the years with the uh, Golden Age stories, the hiatus between the end of the Golden Age superheroes and the Atlas era, where you had so many weird horror stories and other kinds of stories, the attempt at reviving the superheroes in 1954 that ultimately failed at that time, and then with the watershed event, the introduction of the Fantastic Four in 1961, that led to so many other huge uh, introductions by Marvel Comics, the Hulk, Spider-Man, and many, many others. And of course, uh, today, uh, it is one of the publishing empires in the comic book world, uh, not only in comic books, but in all other kinds of of media, and in particular, the great movies that they've had over the years. So you can uh, thank uh, the group back in 1939 for what we have today. And once again, happy 70th Marvel. We look forward to many, many more years of these great stories about these wonderful characters that have been created by so many wonderful artists and writers throughout the course of Marvel's history. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Golden Age of Comic Books podcast, episode number 61 for June 15th, 2009. I mentioned at the beginning of the show the 70th anniversary of Batman and going over to the Golden Age of Comic Books blog at goldenagecomics.org. I also wanted to uh, thank and mention the guys over at Comic Geek Speak for having me on their show a while back to discuss the 70th anniversary of Batman. Uh, That uh, episode has been put up on my blog as well. You can do a search on the blog for Batman 70th Anniversary or Batman, and you'll find a link to the Comic Geek Speak podcast where we discussed Batman and his 70th anniversary. A really great show went on for uh, quite a while, and I had a whole lot of fun talking to the guys over there about Batman and all of his uh, 70th anniversary stuff and the history of that character. So check that out, and I think you'll enjoy our discussion about the Golden Age Batman and his history. Also wanted to mention that uh, it's comic book convention season once again, and uh, although I haven't been getting to as many shows as I'd like, I am definitely going to be at Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina, coming up here in just uh, a week or so. I'll be there uh, with Will, and uh, we're going to enjoy seeing everybody in the podcast community and all the folks uh, who we like to talk to about the golden age of comic books. So I'll be there with uh, the comic book dealer's dealer, Earl Shaw. So find Earl's table, and you'll probably find me there or close by. There may be a comic book podcasting panel going on like we've done in the past, and I hope to be able to participate in that as well. So hopefully I'll see some of you there at the Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina, Father's Day weekend, 2009. Once again, don't forget to go over uh, and check out the Golden Age of Comic Books blog. That blog is not just about the podcast. I update with new blog posts every few days about all kinds of different things related to the Golden Age of Comic Books. 
I always post about new reprint material that I'm aware of that comes out, particularly the collected volumes dealing with Golden Age material. I also discuss a lot of things that I have in the past discussed on the Golden Age of Comic Books podcast, but in written form in the blog. So if you haven't been over there and you've been waiting for a podcast for these last six months, you'll see where some of my creative efforts have gone. Also, I would mention that, uh, as most of you know now, the Comics Now magazine is no longer being published. I was writing the Comics Then column in Comics Now magazine. And unfortunately, the last two columns that I had written for the magazine never saw print because of the uh, untimely demise of Comics Now. And again, I'll applaud uh, Brian Deemer and others for their great efforts in trying to get that magazine off the ground. Uh, The issues that were published uh, were really great. But I had written columns for issues four and five. Of course, issues four and five never saw publication. However, I did publish on the blog my column for Comics Then uh, number four, or Comics Now number four, the Comics Then column. So you can read that over on the blog. Just do a search for Comics Then. Also, I am putting the finishing touches on um, issue number five. The column was already written, but I went ahead and put the finishing touches on it so I can upload it to the blog with the covers and other graphics that uh, would have been put in the magazine for that. Hopefully that will be up within the next few days so you can read the column that I had written for Comics Now number 5. And I want to thank again everyone who supported that effort and uh, who had some really nice comments to say about the Comics Then column. So that'll do it, everybody. I hope everyone has a great summer coming up. Enjoy the comic book convention season. Thanks for your support of the Golden Age of Comic Books podcast and the Golden Age of Comic Books blog. So thanks again for joining me, and I'll look forward to talking to each and every one of you about Golden Age comic books on our next show.